Welcome to Heart Chats with Jessica, where we are having fun in Jesus. Join us today to hear an encouraging message to help you embrace your place and finish your race with joy and victory. That's why I'm talking about this today, because the church has such a strong purpose and call in this time, no matter what oppression exists. Um, so, you know, I believe that now in the face of these harsh circumstances and these, you know, unpredictable times, it's our duty as a church to be people of prayer above all else. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on. We're to be people of prayer. We're to put prayer first. You don't like who's, you know, leading the country or leading your state or leading your government, wherever you are, pray for them. Like Tertullian talked about, you know, not worshiping the emperors, but having a greater call praying for them. Because you also have to think an emperor was in ancient Rome was basically like a god. He was a deity. And so, you know, you're saying the church didn't worship them. They did something better. They prayed for those leaders. So leaders that were murdering them publicly, they were praying for them. It's very important um, to think about. So you don't like whoever's, you know, in office or whatever, pray for them. Speak life over them. Call, you know, those things that be not as though they were. Speak the word of God into that situation. And I believe as we rise up in that, we will see, you know, change happen. Um, and, you know, going along with this, uh, as I was studying this stuff, you know, these things out and this, this, all this that God had put on my heart, um, I started looking, and in at least three passages of Scripture, it is stated, my house shall be a house of prayer for all people, or some translations say nations. And in being people of prayer, we will find our focus and attention shifted. I believe that when we become people of prayer, our focus and our attention shifts and we start to align with God's heart, God's purpose, God's call, God's focus, which, you know, we know it's people. His heart is for people. His, he, you know, he is eternally minded. He is, he wants as many saved as he can possibly, you know, reach. And because he loves people. And that needs to be our heart. We need to have a heart that's so in tune with him, and that happens through prayer. But we need to have a heart that's so in tune with his heart that our heart is in sync for people with his. You know, his heartbeat is our heartbeat. Um, so, you know, when we spend time in prayer and in fellowship with our Heavenly Father, our focus and what's prominent in our lives changes. And it will change for the better, you know, and it, and it, and the thing is, you know, it may not be sins that are holding you back or weighing you down or entangling you, but in Hebrews 12, when it talks about the weights and the sins that so easily entangle us, when you actually study the Greek out for, you know, the word weights, it means whatever is prominent. So whatever is prominent in your thought life, whatever is prominent in your focus, whatever you prioritize can entangle you if it distracts you from Jesus. So, you know, it may be 
a hobby. It may be something that's not necessarily a sin per se, but it's something that separates you from spending that time with Jesus and spending that time with your Heavenly Father and turns your focus off of Him. That's why it tells us to set our eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So I believe that we as a church are at a pivotal moment in these last days that's going to define us when all is said and done. And that is why it is so important for us to not be easily distracted, but to set our eyes on Jesus, you know, to turn our attention and our focus and our heart towards him and, and towards, you know, what, what touches his heart and what his focus is on and to turn our eyes away from all the distractions around us you know and that's something that's really been stirring in my heart lately too is that word distractions you know I get on um, social media and talk with people and I see Christians that are so full of vitriol against one another over current events whether it be the pandemic or conspiracy theories whether or not those are, you know, true or not, that's not what, you know, I'm talking about today. But, you know, all these things that are distracting and it breaks my heart because we have so many distractions that, that you know, I believe many in the church across our nation are falling for. Distractions that cause division. It causes us to lose focus on what matters and it causes us to lose hope and peace and you know and our joy and those things and you know as i was praying and meditating on this this you know whole study about being a house of prayer in perilous times um and the direction you know that i wanted to take with this um i began remembering a conversation i had recently with someone about a hall of mirrors and i believe you know it was just a metaphor that came to me um, talking about, you know, the hall of mirrors or the mirror maze being the enemy's weapon of choice right now. And, you know, if you think of like a hall of mirrors or a mirror maze at like a carnival or a fair, it uses mirrors to disorient you. So the way mirrors and lights are arranged, it can magnify things that aren't real. It can draw you in a direction where you think it is the you know, it's the right way to go, or this is where the exit is, you know, and you think this is the path you're supposed to take. And in reality, it's, you know, it's a trick. It's tricking you. Um, and you find out, you know, you're completely disoriented and you can't get out. You can't find your way out, you know, and, I, and just thinking about this, like, does this sound familiar? Like we are surrounded by current events and headlines and social issues, pandemics, rumors of war, conspiracy theories, theories, accusations, polarizing politics, and more that are nothing more than attempts to draw us away and disorient us so that we are distracted from the right path, the path God has called us, you know, to both corporately and individually as a church. But we are you know, so we get distracted by these things, but we're supposed to be people of prayer. We 
you know, can see through the mirrors and we can see who is really at work behind all these distractions and not lose our peace or our hope. When we're people of prayer, when we're a house of prayer, we can call his work undone. You know, we can call the work of the enemy undone. We can rejoice knowing that in the end, we win. You know, um, I love, there's a line that a preacher friend of mine uses and says, you know, I've seen the end of the book. I've read the end of the book. And I know we win. You know, and I love that because we win. We see it in the book. We see it in the Bible. If you read the end of the book, you know we are victorious. No matter what it looks like right now. No matter what it looks like in your life. No matter what it looks like globally or anything. We win. The church wins. But we have to rise up and stand in our place so that we can have a part in that victory. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Be sure to subscribe and check out more episodes for uplifting, timely words, as well as informative interviews with experts in various areas of life and ministry, all with the purpose to help you live a life you love with eternal impact.